What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 161 of Ghosts in the Night, uh-huh, Huntings and, or no, a Paranormal and True Crime Podcast. I am Phil, and as always, the man sitting next to me is whom? Who are you? Soon to be a lord in Scotland is yes. who the fuck I am. Yes. You don't need to know the rest. We are so highbrow. We play the fucking intro on the phone from the phone now. That's We are we, regressing. How is that fucking possible? Lord Travis, the sheriff of fucking him. Yes, tonight in episode 161, the live stream on YouTube. So catch us on YouTube. 161. We are covering. We are diving deep into. Literally, dive, how, many, how many pages do you have? Two? I have three. There's the, the but, we're diving as deep as two fuck fucking morons from Ohio can dive into something like this. But I have a lot of opinions on this. And I think this this topic of this guy poses a, a, a very important question because it's a complex the psyche the things that are going on is very, 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 very complex. Yeah, and then there's complexities added added onto that in my personal humble opinion. Right. Uh but that is Richard Kuklinski. Kuklinski. Kuklinski, the Iceman. He is the probably the most notorious, or at least well known. It's like if Monica Lewinsky was a cuckold. But he is the well Kuklinski. Yes. He is the most well known contract hitman of all time. Of course, that is kind of the MO of a contract hitman. You don't know who they are. Right. He's just either really shitty and got caught, but that's a story we'll get into. Right. The only people who know who John Wick is are, is people who also only wear black. Um, but he basically did a lot of mob hits, just not mob. He was not a mobster. He was well, according to him, he broke a hundred bodies before he when he was still a young man, yes. as, as, as he and, said. And we will get into all that. But before we get into that, uh, there is some business to take care of. Be sure to uh share this video, share this live stream, share the podcast with whomever likes paranormal or true crime or thinks we're incredibly good, good looking either, or I always want to bite this thing. I'm okay with get your sexual tendencies out of the way. I don't know. I just always have the urge to bite it and rip it off, but be sure to share it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and all that happy shit. Instagram, that's very important, but TikTok, um, Pornhub. Yes. Um, Ghost hub bringing it back yes, it's been a while since we talked about ghost hub if you remember was it last week's episode last week was uh I, well i was talking i told the story about uh the plane the plane boss yeah the, the plane and one of our uh listeners one of our patreon listeners commented on it the comments on youtube and he lists and if you remember in that episode i asked you know there has to be rational ex- explanation for what i saw he listens out several things that it could have been Really? And I won't, I mean, it was a long one. Did he happen to say anything about putting it, who? Rob. Okay. Did he happen to say anything about putting it in park? No, he did not say Or strong headwinds? No. Uh, Not really strong head. Well, yes, with light fraction, but there was no parking brake involved. But he, you know, I appreciate his input. And like I said, there, there had to be a rational explanation for it. But speaking of Rob, he is our latest Patreon subscriber. Now we have come to him and I have come to a understanding, I should say. He is Oh my god, you guys, look, it's happening. Phil, you're in a safe place. You can tell us. Go on. He lives in the UK. And I'm sure he's a happily married man. And I'm heterosexual. Contrary to popular belief. But <laughs> but no. Uh he reached the tier to get a sticker. Yes. And he uh messaged me or messaged us, I should say, through Patreon, said, "Don't worry about the sticker. It's in you know. He just loves the show. 
and wanted to contribute as much as you. Oh, you're getting a sticker. No, he's getting something else. Oh. All right. So I think, you know what? Dick pick. I'm going to let him pick out an episode or pick a topic and we are going to cover it. Yeah. I'm cool so, with that. So, and also a sticker. He does not want a sticker. Well, we're, you're getting one because I want stickers. We need stickers. But uh, so I think I'm going to add that. I want to figure out the magic you have to do with it. I know it's super easy, but I, I've never I'm done the to, scan into computer thing. I'm going to add that to that sticker or that. I said we just do both. Fuck it. Well, he's like the only Patreon that is at sticker level is at this point, isn't he? I uh, know there's one other. Well, then we need to get stickers anyway. Well, we're going to get stickers anyway. I'm going to be slapping them bitches around like a fucking skater punk in the early he's 2000s. Going, he's going to do some research and send us what he gets. He's oh, gonna, so we don't even have to research it? Oh, no, we're going to research, but he's going to help out. He just wants to cover all his base. He hasn't told me what it is. He's going to get with us. So no so, research. Got it. <laughs> so you can take the week off. Uh, which is kind of what I did this week. Well, me too. Because when you threw it out there, I was like, yeah, I've already watched at least two documentaries. So, Rob, we love you. Thank you for... Uh, supporting the podcast and giving us kind words we'd love to hear that uh let us know in the comments i need some fucking european terms for buttholes tell me one european term for a butthole you don't know any i don't know any they have do they have great names like what are the what is it i think i don't know if it's all over the uk but i've heard the the stoltman brothers yeah um and a couple other people refer to like speedos and uh like tidy whitey type underwears is budgie smugglers. <laughs> budgie smugglers. That's awesome. I don't understand the pre- reference. It was amazing. Like instead of dickhead, you can call somebody a bell end. Yes. Or like instead of fucker, it's like they, I've heard people just be like, you fucking plonker. God love the British. I love the British. Yeah, I need I need British butthole terminology. Uh, but do they fart with different? You I think? Don't. Does it sound more polite? Probably. Does their asshole they have like a pinky that yeah, it puts says, up? Excuse me afterward. I, I don't know. Oh, my asshole pinky. That's why we have tails. We were all originally British. All the all Americans. Well, that weren't already here and shit. Well, okay. Original settler settling Americans were all British. Your tail is we don't use it. It's the pinky that your butthole puts up when it farts in England. You heard it here first, folks. That's that's what we do. We make shit up and tell you guys. I was put on this planet to to answer the hard questions. Uh, what else we got? Uh, but Richard Co- nice man, Kuklinski. Kuklinski. Now, the reason I was watching the show and why this popped into me, I've heard of him before, but and I personally, I'm not a big true crime guy. I love true crime. The only reason we do true crime is because you brought it to my attention. I would not do it. I do not like. It's painful for me to research. You know, listen to podcasts and research true crime. But this I like because it ties in the mob. It ties in contract killing, which is kind of a weird and fascinating topic. I'm a little sick of the Yeah, mix. there's not that much about it. Um, but There's like him. And they, there's a little bit. What? As far as like just strictly contract killers, the only ones I've ever watched were him and that fucking, what do they call I think they call it a monster. He was, he works for like Pablo Escobar and shit. Uh, I don't know that one for sure, but I'll what, send you the video on YouTube. What, it's pretty fucking interesting. What sparked my interest, really interesting, why I want to do this, the Iceman was the beginning. It got the ball rolling on the. It gave the idea. It planted the seed of the greatest pro wrestling character of all time, and you know who that is. 
Undertaker? No. Well, that's well, then you're wrong. Stone Cold Steve. Really? Austin. He when he got fired from the WW, WCW, he was stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. The Vince from WWE. Yes, we're his nerdy. Hair, his here. hairline was receding a little bit. Oh, he had the long hair, but it was receding. <laughs> yes. Uh, they brought him in as the ringmaster. Now he knew that was not going to go anywhere. So he one day at home sitting there watching television, he came across the, I believe it was probably the HBO documentaries. But it had to be. No, no, no. It was before that. No, because that was like nine, that was in the 90s. And those, those HBO documentaries didn't come out till 2003 ish, two ish, one ish. Really? Because he died in 06. Yeah. Uh, but he was watching a documentary on Richard the Iceman. Oh. And he said, that motherfucker is just ice cold. Yeah. So he went to Vince and said, this is, I want to create this heel, you know, in the way of this, you know, um, the Iceman type thing. So they came up with mm-hmm. a bunch of names, like temperature relay, like Frosty McFrost and shit like that. Stupid shit. I do remember seeing something Stupid about this. Stupid shit like that. And then I remember hearing the names. I didn't know it was. Fang Fang McFrost and shit like that. Fang McFrost. And uh, he was sitting there. Sounds like an albino porn star. And he was, you know, he was at home and he was married to a British lady at the time. The mother of his kids are British. She's British. And she was, he was drinking tea or coffee or something. Of course. And she said, drink that before it gets stone cold. And boom, stone cold awesome was fucking You think when she said that, she said, drink this before it gets stone cold, honey. And he's sitting there, he went, what? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But that, they still do that. Oh, I know. He's still one of the top merch sellers and he has been in fucking 10 years. See, and that's my thing is like, how the fuck did that evolve into what it became? And it it hit. It went from, I'm I'm based on the most well-known mafia hitman of all time to, I'm the Texas rattlesnake. I had one beer. Two beers, three beers. He said beer, whiskey, vodka, tequila, more whiskey, and more beer. And, I mean, it sparked the Attitude Era, which is by far the greatest era yeah, hands of down. wrestling. Today's wrestling blows balls. The ruthless aggression shit with John Cena was just boring. Right. I mean, but it's like a watered-down version of the wrestling from when I was a kid. But, you know. The Stone Cold started the DX and Stone Cold started the attitude. We were talking about that shit the other day. And like how you ever, how you they DX had like millions of kids all around the world unknowingly walking around going suck it, <laughs> you know, and you know, and the and you got to throw the Rock in there. DX, oh yeah, Rock and Stone Cold. I mean, made, it goes further than that, really. If you really want to talk about wrestling, the Dudley Boys, the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, were, but they were still low. They were the Ray Mysterio. They were still the second tier. Those, but that's really what propped up. And let's face it, Stone Cold, and one of the cold. best entrances. Oh yeah, of all time. when the glass breaks, shit still pops off. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, because it's Stone Cold, Undertaker, DX. Kane. Well, D- well, I'm talking about entrance, just entrances. Oh, DX had a great entrance yeah. back when they were a group. Shawn Michaels, even yeah. like because it's ah, ah, and everybody, all the women are like, "Take my panties!" and all the guys are like, "Fuck that dude!" And the New Age Outlaws. They that all, was, really all the entrances mm-hmm. in general right. in the Attitude Era were the best. Even the stupid ones, like and the God, Hurricane, you know, had a great one. Gilbert, 
Gilbert's entrance was fucking awesome. So, I mean, it, but Richard Kuklinski started. <laughs> After ad- our five-minute fucking the wrestling attitude, rant. The attitude era in wrestling. Uh, yeah. See, it, it still blows my mind that that's where he got it from, and then it ended up him. I, because Murderer, Coors Light truck spraying down the CEO of WWE in the middle of an arena. And we're sitting here talking about this in like 25 years ago when Richard Kuklinski was just like sitting in prison watching fucking wrestling on TV with his bunkie. The guy was like, that's the guy that got his name from you. That shit don't make no sense. He's out there spraying motherfuckers with beer and he's and Richard (laughs) Kuklinski sitting there all creepy how he was because he's never faced straight into the camera. He's just. I taught him that I did that to Ray Balzano. Did you find that like unnerving what? the way he chewed his gum and shit and if it was like it was like that, he put it's like he's stuffing all possible viewable emotion into that but if you know he would just kind of like and then it's you, not all the time no it's when he gets he's getting fucking angry he's getting pissed. or upset about something right. that is when he does it did it which it's, almost never happens which right. makes it even more terrifying so all right so now that we've got our the, he was a killer. Good night. Origin story of Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is topic related. Uh, we brought this up, and Gonzo's not even here. Oh, I talked to Gonzo earlier. He's uh, he's leaving us. No, I think it's a work thing. That's no excuse. We are more important than work. <laughs> no. I mean, I agree. Okay, Richard Leonard Kuklinski. 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 Cuttenbag. Monica Kuklinski was born April 11th, 1935 and died March 5th, 2006 of Kawasaki disease, which I still don't know what the fuck. What? Kawasaki disease. Go on. Go on. I got Uh, this. I should know it. It, it, It's clearly of my people. He has said himself he murdered over, he killed over 200 people. Well, that number, nobody knows the exact number and that number evolved. Yeah, over I, the course of him filming with HBO, right? Because the first was, time he said, 100. "I've definitely killed more than a hundred people," right? And then it was, uh, wasn't it the one because he did the two, he did the Iceman tapes, both right. of those, and then, and the, then he did the one with the psychiatrist, psychiatrist, right? And that's the one where he was like, "You say you've possibly killed up to two hundred people," and he's like, "Definitely." Well, he kind of wavered, eh. and then yes. I just love how like he would he would look him dead in the face and just definitely. So uh, you killed him. You shoved your fist up his ass until he died. Definitely. Oh, we're gonna get to that. That I just watched that one today. What the one where he shoved his fist up his ass until no, he died? No, the uh, oh. with the shrink. That was the best one. That was the best one. Because the other two really, the second one just kind of regurgitated and went into right. the ever so slightest amount of higher detail about the same fucking stories. Now, because prosec- there's not that many though. He because. My my big precursor for this that makes it kind of hard to talk to or hard to get a long one out of <laughs> is for as many people as he supposedly killed, which I'm assuming from the trial and some of the people that informed on him, he did kill a fuckload of people. I don't know how many, but he, even though apparently had done hits for them before, before he ever knew he was mob related. Right. He had two stints with the mob. Well, he said the first time he said he killed this guy for some guy. And then when he got home, it was on the news. He was rapping. Putting, he said he was putting together toys, uh, toys for his yeah. kids. 
And he said he saw on the news a mob related killing. He was like, "That's the first time I heard that I was mob related." Right. I was like, "How the fuck do you not know you're mob related?" You're telling me that seventy a guy with no less than eighteen fucking consonants in his name or vowels in his name walked up to my name's uh, Leonard Santorinioni Gugliata. I need to talk business with you. He's like, "Okay, definitely." Where there's a will, there's a way, my friend. I was waiting for like Joe Pesci to come out and be like, "Fuck you, motherfuckers!" Richard's a fucking good guy. He uh, watched my ass when I was on the fucking set of that goddamn Home Alone movie. Those cocksuckers were trying to kill me left and right. Then I found out it was part of the fucking script. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit. His runs with the the mob, uh, but prosecutors say that number actually that two hundred number, yeah, is low. Oh yeah, I mean if they think it's closer see, over the over three. Well, because here's here's the big fucking the 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 big ass elephant in the room, kinda for me is I don't doubt this shit if it's true, and that's because something you have don't to know, take into account because he only copped to five. Yes, he only, he was only charged for five. And as far as from as far as I saw, they could really only get him for those five. Right, but there were a lot more that you know. Like he knew the evidence right. of, which okay. which is what that. makes it interesting because the whole time I'm listening, I'm like I'm hearing about these same like three or four, and I'm like, okay, so maybe he's just doing what murderers do because a fuckload of murderers. What was it, Henry Lee Lucas or whatever the fuck? I, I don't remember his name that said claimed like a hundred bodies after they arrested him for like i think he got arrested for rape and murder of a couple people and he like just went on this tyrant or tirade of like oh i killed this person i killed that person blah blah blah, blah. make up shit they'd be like that's literally impossible and he'd be like did it right now i before we get into the start of all this you know i think this poses a, a interesting question he was a contract killer. He got paid to kill people. Yeah. At some point. I think contract killing and serial killers are two different things. Oh, 100%. A contract killer is not necessary. A, he's a murderer. Yeah, he's a murderer. He's not. Now, I think. Now, serial killer. Because he's also, he even said it. He's. I also wouldn't say that he is an assassin. Because an assassin has more spy shit going right. on whereas he was just like i like to look him in the eye when now i, I think they share a lot of traits and you know you have to be a psychopath you have to have oh he's definitely a fucking psychopath you have to, but and i will kind of get into this i'm going to give my opinion that might not be very popular later on toward the end of this but there you have to make there is a i hate when they say he's a serial killer he is not a serial killer he's a contract killer okay we're going to make that distinction now it also do well, I mean, in technical terms, maybe, but like, there's, a, I know, what, I, I see what you're saying. There's a reason. There's a difference. Contract killers kill for a reason. Yeah, not because Satan's telling them to, or a voice in their head's telling them to. They're killing for a reason. Well, and that's what blows blew me away about this whole thing. Is like, well, we'll once we get into it, like, it does reach a point where, because anybody, and that Lamont asked a question, which would be worse, a contract killer? Or a contract or serial killer, and I'm, that's what I'm going to. A talk serial about. killer is worse. That's what I'm going to talk about towards the end when we really go to opinion. We can do that, but that's my, already my vote. But because what blew me away, and this kind of le- leads lends to 
kind of my answer on this question is like this was the if nobody's seen the Iceman tapes if anybody here or listening hasn't seen them this is the most emotionless monotone like oddly thought out speaker right. as far as a convicted murderer that I've seen the uh, that you'll see in a long time he, he doesn't like he literally I don't even you can't even tell if he's looking someone in the eye while he's doing the interview I don't know if he's just looking off to the side I, you don't know because right. the angle but like he moves his mouth and his eyebrows might lift a couple times an hour right and other than that he just directly answers questions Thought, about murder his responses are well thought out you can yeah. tell he's thinking about his responses yeah because he because he, that's the other thing is like it take those those documentaries with how how much of their interview they used could have been 15 minutes long for real right. if they'd cut out all the times where they'd ask a question he'd just and then he'd look back at him and start to answer him but he his demeanor and how he fucking it, it's like it's it's badass in the most terrifying way it is scary yeah Let's just like say, I would not like I wouldn't be comfortable talking to that dude. And I will say this: if I'm sitting across the table from the Ice Man and Jeffrey Dahmer, I tell you which one I'm keeping my fucking eye on. It's Richard, Big Rich. Well, yeah, throwing the fact that he was six five, three hundred pounds. Dahmer, I ain't worried about that motherfucker. Not when the other one's around. No, I'm. I'm more worried about if nothing else. I want to watch Dahmer because I want to see him fucking. Kuklinski fucking slide some random tiny little weapon into his jugular vein and fucking bleed him out. Just, just. But I have, (laughs) I have to say the name Iceman is perfect. Which that's not why he got the name Iceman. No, we'll get into that. That's an that's an even interesting story. Which is another thing. Jeffrey Dahmer kind of taking notes out of old Richard's book. A lot of people took notes. Now I'm sure he didn't create a lot of this shit. But if you watch. I mean, he had killer. to. He had. To, he, did you hear him tell the story about the one killing where he was like, "This one might be original." I don't know. Oh, with which? Yeah, I've, I've seen. Because that one's fucking. I've seen. I've seen yeah, I've I've seen seen in movies, in movies and shit. Yeah, but not before he did it. Right. He was an innovator. I will give him. Motherfucker did his homework, and he, he, he was going to get to fucking that too. psychopath from birth. We were going to get basically. to that, but it also you talk about his dad too. I want a little bit. I want to. That's what I want to talk about now, and I want. Start by asking this question. What year was he born? 35, 1935. Oh, yeah, because they said he died at 70. Yeah, he was like 76 or something like that. Well, he died in 2006, so he was, what, 71? I think he said 70 on the video I watched. So the last thing I watched, I watched. He might have been 70. No, he was just, he was 70, just short of 71. Uh, I hate to say, I'm going to say killers because I don't want to say serial killers. But I'm grouping contract killers, ser- killers, and serial killers kind of together. Are they made or are they born? What do you? I think they're both born. Because I don't think even as a contract killer, like a contract killer, I would say has, which is going to sound fucking crazy to some people. I would say guys like this have more conscience than a serial killer. They're just able to not listen to it and to not let it bother them when they go against it i want to disagree a little bit on that i think here, and there's this. also the fact that i think serial killers are more apt like the serial killers as we know them like the big name guy like 
you know the Dahmer's bar. They have there's there's also more of a chance that you're going to throw in things like sexual assaults and rapes and possibly like pedophilia and shit like that. Right. Whereas a contract killer at least has some type of a moral ground to stand on in that. Like he even said, it he has, wouldn't kill a kid has rules. Yeah. It? Like they have something. Right. Whereas most serial killers, I feel like are just kind of so but, opportunistic. And I'm going to answer the question. I, I think the answer to the question are serial killers or killers. These higher ele- classes of killers, just not somebody who gets pissed off and shoots somebody, one person, but who fall under the serial killer and, or contract killer tag. I think they're both. I think they are born. They're born and fucked up. They're born yeah. with psychopathic, psychopathic tendencies, but also their environment builds on that. And like in that documentary, the psych, the, the shrink said, when that that was that made me nervous. When oh he said, yeah, I when have, he answered all those questions, when he said, "I have a question for you." He said, "You want to answer?" Because he said, "I might have a question for you." And he basically asked him, "What do you think? Why do you think I'm?" I'm paraphrasing. Why do you think I'm this way? I was nervous for that motherfucker listening. To yeah, him when he said he had a paranoid personality disorder sure, and schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what is uh, there was another one, but I was like, uh, "Dude, shut the fuck up." Shut the fuck up, that motherfucker! And he I mean, true, but yeah, I bet you like this. I bet you. I bet you he had so. I bet you he had so much more respect for that doctor after that. Because guys like guys like that usually, because guys like that are still dudes. You know what right. I mean? Like, and he even said that at that point in his life, he wasn't about the. Not that he was anti the violence. He just. He even said in that interview, he was like, it, "He was like, I've gone ten years without any violence." Right. He's like, "It just doesn't. It doesn't do it for me." But it, I got nothing for it. And he, the doctor, even says, "You know, people are born with that. They can go one of two ways, and it's how they are raised." Yeah. Um. You know, a lot and of people who have the same shit dad. A lot of people who have the same tendencies, like he, he uses the, the, the idea or says like race car drivers. Even adrenaline police, junkies. Adrenaline, right, is a perfect. Because that's when he asked him if he knows what an adrenaline rush right. feels like. You could tell that was before. You could tell Excuse he was bleeding me. that way. Yeah, and he said he said sex. <laughs> he said, "Well, you know, a lot of people could say." He's like, "No, the only pleasure I get is from sex." Right. So, I think the answer is both. They are. You have to be born fucked up, but I think we are all born a little fucked up. Yeah, but the home life, your environment kind of molds you and points you in leans you in yeah and his dad was a fucking sack of shit and his dad was real quick just because tyler's one of the regs uh he said he wasn't about the life anymore let me let me rephrase this richard klinsky said that he hasn't been violent in x amount of years and it doesn't do it for him basically is what he said but he did also throw into that statement when he said that to that doctor I don't feel anything if I have to hit someone or if I have to hurt someone or if I have to kill someone. He didn't, his conscience wasn't the thing telling him not to do these things. I think he was just fucking old or tired because he was, he had to be in his 60s by that time. He he knows he's not as good as he once was. Yeah. He was late. Well, he even said when he asked him, he was like, what would you, he was like, if you got out of prison today, would you go back to your old ways to make money? He's like, no, I would probably find someplace quiet to retire with no slamming doors and yelling people. And I'm like, 
Yeah, he's he's just an old guy. He'll still fucking murder you without thinking twice about it. Yeah. Now, there's no doubt his home life sucked. His yeah, father, his well, Stanley, 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 he was a fucking he was sack of shit. An abusive drunk. He used to beat the fuck out of those kids. And uh, apparently he killed. Uh, now, there are some people that say, and Richard even talks about this at some point, he killed his older brother punched his other brother in the back of the head and killed him really yes because his younger brother's in jail too well we same, we'll cover that the too. same jail uh but his older brother i think his name was florian or something like that oh yeah i did I, I did i briefly heard about and that they uh basically told the cops he fell to the ground now that was which would work back then we're talking right. the, what yeah. the 30s or 40s probably probably the 40s uh I, yeah early 40s because i think he was i think his that's father, what i'm saying because it's his older brother i so think I his know. father left that his father ended up leaving i think leaving the family around when he was 11 well, he didn't have much he didn't have much good to say about his mother either well and that's you know so his mother was very uh abusive. what was his uh what was the what did he say he said when he his father beat the shit out of them regularly mm-hmm. for no reason because he, he was a drinker, too, because I remember that therapist yeah, asked me, he's like, would your dad beat you? Was it worse when he was drunk or when he was sober? He was, what did he, he said something along the lines of it didn't, like, it just didn't matter is basically what he right. said. And he said he was a nasty son of a bitch in life, or what did he say? He said, did, were you sad when he died? Did you go to the funeral? He was like, I didn't want to see him in life. Why would I want to go see him at death? He was a nasty son of a bitch when he was alive. He was a nasty son of a bitch when he walked out of this world. Right. I was like, God damn. And like you said, his mother was not much better. I he he didn't have nearly as as bad, but he didn't have he didn't have anything actually good to say about his right. mother. But he did I'll give his he did give his mom like a not an excuse, but, but a, a, a an insight into why she was. She had it who rough. She, was. she had a rough childhood herself. Mm-hmm. I think uh, everybody did back then. Sexual there, I believe, you know, she was very religious. We've talked about this before. Well, because he even said he used a religious terminology when he was, when he when the therapist asked him about his mother. He was like, "What about your mother? Was your mother the nice parent?" And he was like, and he said something about like his or what he what he felt when he was around his mother. And he what did he say? He said like dislike, like extreme dislike, right? Is what he felt for his mother. And then he even said he was like he was like because you have to remember my mother didn't what's the word spare the rod, right? He said he specifically said that he was like she would hit us with a broomstick. He's like where and he was like wherever it would land, <laughs> like wherever it hit. I was like goddamn, you're out there getting fucking well, you know, Ken Blackman and shit. Yeah, I remember this is the forties. Yeah, like it's not. Am I in fucking favor of it? No, but was it odd? Also, fucking no. no back it then. was common. I caught the tail end of this shit. This, Dude, there's still nuns whooping kids' ass with rulers in schools today. Course, I mean, my mom's not in here, but I'll tell my mom would come after me with a you know one of them a wooden bat, or she threw my football helmet at me one time. Yeah, of course. No, I, was, a, I remember in eighth grade, I was six foot over two hundred pounds. Yeah. in eighth grade, and she had you know, she had to protect herself. Now that's another interesting comment about how you'd be more afraid of a contract killer or less afraid of a contract killer because they only kill for money. We'll get into this. This guy, he, he, I think he was a serial killer on and off throughout his life. 
I think because if all his stories are true, he definitely just would fucking murder people because they looked at him. And I'll give, he was a smart, even though he'd serial. never seen them before in his life. He was a serial killer that said, wait a minute. He was an entrepreneurial serial killer. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, if you're going to do bad shit, at least make money for it and get paid for it. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about. You know, so I'm saying like, I, like you're a fucking idiot if you're just walking around hand and crack out for free. Um, now he <laughs> he was being of Polish descent. He was Polish. Kuklinski, you don't say. Oh, his dad was Polish. His mom was Irish. So he was he's think, Irish. Yeah. You know, well, you think about Polish and Irish together. You're that, you, that's a trifecta. Really, he was an eye roller. I know it's only two. Well, but, and then what? Who do you end up fucking getting involved with? The Italians slash Sicilians. Right. There you know. There you got. But he was picked on a lot, and he was a bigger kid anyway. Tall, always fairly tall for his age. But he was He's lanky. He was getting picked on a lot. Now uh, <laughs> he's just running around in fucking those really short knicker shorts, and they're like, "Hey, what's up, Butlinsky?" Right or But Butlicksky. Now where things seem to go off the T-shirt. rail is around thirteen. He killed his first person at, I'm going to say, 13. Now, before that, he was he was doing the serial killer shit. He's uh, killing cats. Killing cats. Tying their tails together and watching them, like, fight, shred each other. Throw them over a clothesline and watch them shred. Yeah. Throw them in an incinerator. Because at that time, you know. Because most- that was the weird part is when he started talking about shit like that, there was one story about throwing a cat in the incinerator right. that it oddly sounded like, it sounded like a, a 60-year-old man that's stuck as a kid. At the end of it, because he was talking about it. He was talking about throwing this cat in the incinerator and he turned it on and he, the flames started getting bigger and he was running around. And like at the end of that story, he's just looking at the person interview him. And he's like, he's like, the flames just got bigger and bigger and he didn't run no more. I mean, and he said that he said he didn't run. The cat didn't run no more. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me. That was gross. I was like, that's oddly like almost like he snapped back to a childlike mind state for a second when he said that he does that a lot yeah i I think i I think that's a game too i think he i think he kind of wants people to think he's dumber or crazier than he really makes a comment because you know we'll get into how he killed he poisons a lot of people use cyanide and we'll talk more about that to which but at least he did some like i'm not saying it's cool to kill people but like some cool spy movie type shit he was telling a story in one of those i believe maybe i heard it i've you know listened to so much shit about uh he was at a club and he was really like you said he is smart very intelligent and he was very creative he would yeah if you could please uh very creative with killing and he was telling the story that he was at a club and could not get close to the guy so he went it was you know there were some gay people do you hear the story? Yeah. He went and said, you know what? Nobody's looking at the gay guys. So he went and dressed flamboyantly and, you know, was acting gay to get close to this guy. And basically he injects him with cyanide is what he did. He bumped into him and thank you. He bumped into him and, and injected him to get close to him. So, and, and the lady, this was the lady that was, it was in one and of it the worked. Because what did he say? He said he started he got the basically the gayest outfit he could get is what he said right. <laughs> and what would, what did he say the uh um he said he was like so i started he was you know i was kind of waving around acting real swishy or some shit he said some adjective like that and he's like i guess that's what you call it 
<laughs> but when she asked him, well, he, you know, he, he said, I, uh, I jabbed him with the syringe and he had a heart attack. And she asked him, well, what was in the syringe? He said, a heart, a heart attack. A heart attack. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether he's pushing back, act, I think, responding like it. Or I mean, it, I think he was just cracking a joke to himself because he just smiled. Because is that the one? I think that is that the statement he made when she was like, what does that mean? And he was like, I think that's when he was like, that was a joke. And he went, it's like, oh, he no, went that, to was say that was bridge. a joke. That was the bridge comment. Oh, yeah. When, when she, I forget what they were talking about. He said something. He said something about. He said something about a bridge. He said something about buying a bridge. Or he, he said, "Like, do you feel remorse or something for killing that guy?" He said, "Yeah, I felt bad. I also got a bridge to sell you." Yeah. Or I got a bridge, something like that. I got and a bridge. He, and yeah, he said, "I got a bridge," and she was like, "What does that mean?" He's like, "I got a bridge to sell you," and she's like, well, "I don't understand it." He was like, "That was my attempt at levity." <laughs> right. And I was like, "Holy shit! Did he just crack a fucking joke?" But that no one ever gets. <laughs> right. He would be the worst comedian ever. No, he'd be a great comedian because you'd be, laugh out of terror. Like right. you'd just be so be scared. Because so I'm laugh. I'm a nervous laugher anyway. He'd be sitting there like holding a gun to my face. And I'm, he'd just be like, two plus two is fuck you. And I'm like, oh shit. Now the reason we're not gonna get a lot into his actual killings, because there's so much I've heard 15 <laughs> stories for the same murders. I don't know how I mean they all have now, similar points. He started killing at about 13 from what from what I now I've heard, I heard eighteen. Oh no, that no, he started at thirteen. He killed. I heard there's one story when he killed a guy, a kid, a bully at thirteen. When they came to his house, they were all in the same area. Yeah, that project. When he was like, we went to war, kind of, and he beat him with a broomstick or the handle, beat him to death. Now I've heard he left the body there and just went home. And then cops found. Then I heard another story at 13. He killed a guy, another bully that was picking on him, call him a Polak and such. He killed the guy. And I heard somehow he, he took him to some body of water. I don't want to get him on his swing, but he cut, I off, mean, cut if, off his finger. He was how old? 13. Okay, so he was probably like six foot, 200 pounds. But he cut off his fingertips and pulled his teeth, this kid's teeth, to at 13, doing this to conceal his identity now so is the like, i've heard one the story 50s that, so they, they have to pull out like four teeth i've heard i've heard i've heard this story as the same story uh, and i've also heard it as two different murders i that's why i don't know is so it, what i'm saying and you can you never know with how all right. this shit works with this guy like you never know what's sensationalized by the media and what's changing in his story right. but at 13 he started killing and he says himself in that one with the doc at the shrink he killed a hundred before anybody ever knew him. Yeah, he said before he was a young man, or right. when he was a young man. And the most, oh. one of the most popular stories. And here's what he does not. He has natural anger issues. Yeah, and he goes off the deep end, and he goes off the deep end hard. He don't half-ass shit. He goes. Yeah, he talked about strangling a guy just because he didn't like him, and that was the one. Yeah, that was when he stormed where he. Well, he said he might have been an innovator. Yeah, for how well, he basically he had got like a, I guess, uh, a clothesline. clothesline tied around his neck and put him over his back, put him like Santa on a fucking, yeah. and was pulling up, you know, over his shoulder, leaned over and was choking the guy out. Yeah, and it was like just because he didn't like him. 
just and he did nothing. He just didn't like him. Yeah, I don't even. I bet I don't even think he knew the dude's name. Now, at eighteen, he was in a bar. Yeah, and a, he did not like loudmouths or and boisterous people. Yeah, they reminded him of his dad. And if you were very loud in a bar and very boisterous and you know talking shit, which happens at a bar. Yeah. And I guess he got in a little bit of a confrontation with this guy. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to blows right there, but he left the bar and he saw that guy sitting in his car. Now, what did this fucker do? He said, I went and got a cup or a bottle, mm-hmm. filled it with gasoline, lit it, and threw it in the car. Yeah. Threw a Molotov, co- Molotov cocktail into the guy's car and walked away. But stuck around and left to where... Listen, he could hear him scream. Hear him scream. Now I also I think he, didn't he say he stuck around long enough. He could hear him scream. Then he saw the ambulance and shit pull up, and then he left. Right now, I also heard that this was also an off-duty cop. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. Well, spoiler alert: if that's true, there's more than one cop on his fucking list. Oh yes. By the time his career is over, right? I would venture to think that he's probably got quite a few more. Uh, members of law enforcement or possible local government than any than he would when he was alive than he was probably dumb enough to lead on about. Now at eighteen and in his early twenties, he had his own crew basically. They're yeah. Doing, doing well, pay- even I think when he was also eighteen, he beat the fuck out of that dude with a pool stick. Yeah. Yes. And I think he killed him as well. Now he, but he was doing petty crimes with his crew now this is where his entrance into the mob per se is like the story you told where uh you know he didn't realize he was mob, but he yeah. got involved with a guy him and his crew got involved with a guy who was apparently made was a made man and the story one story i heard is how it got started was they wanted somebody to do a hit and he took him and his crew went the guy took him and his crew and pointed the guy out, and they were going to whack him. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was. He was. Whack him off. Maybe after. You forgot that. Yes. But he wasn't even supposed to pull the trigger. But the, the member of his crew that was going to pull the trigger got, you know, he had second thoughts. Yeah, yeah, as a normal human being does about killing another person. So he grabbed the gun, went and did it, and just walked away. Yeah. Now. I believe this was actually, he's most notorious for being a hitman for the, Gamb- the Gambino family. Mm-hmm. But he did work for multiple families. This was, I believe, a Genovese. Yeah. A Genovese current family. And I guess he did some odd jobs for them. His crew did some odd jobs. Now, he we talked earlier, he had rules. Would, did not want to kill women, definitely would not kill children, and would not fuck with the mob. Mm-hmm. He knew where his bread was buttered. Apparently, and because that's the one, the one other group that's in the tri-state area that he lives in, that they could touch him back. Now, apparently, I heard one story. I don't know how true this is, but you know, he had the mob rule: don't fuck with the mob, don't steal from the mob, don't kill. You know, unless you're told to kill somebody in the mob, mm-hmm. you don't fuck with the mob. He was playing poker with that group, the the maid guys of that group. Somebody came in and robbed the poker game. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it was members of his own crew. Oh Jesus! And good call, kids. He went and handled it. He took care of his own crew. 
because he broke their, his rule. Yeah. Now, now, I'm pretty sure this was the first, that story, this is where it gets kind of confusing, was that first go around with the mob. It could be the second. I don't know for sure. But eventually that contact, that guy. Well, we never, we, you don't know because from the, I, one of the news reports or reports that I heard said that by the mid 60s, he was one of the mob's top enforcers. Right. But I'm like, that's pretty fucking young. You know what I mean? Like, he's still in his 20s at that mm, point. Probably right around late 20s, early 30s. He was born in 35. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, he's 30. So, right. 30. But he's been killing for 13 years, at least. So probably for 16 years by that point. But this guy. Yeah, but I mean, to be Polish and be running with the mob by your 30s or by your early to mid 30s. Tyler asked, did he kill Jimmy Hoffa? We'll talk about We're that. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I got made note of that because he did did it, not say so anything about that, but he also didn't say whether or not he killed uh, what's his tits. Fuck the mayo. Uh, no, what the mayo and uh, was it was Br- Bratva or something like that? Oh, Paul. Sammy, Sammy or Polly? I mean, Rick. I just named every Mr. Softy. Was that no? He was a mob guy. Okay. Um, that they were they thought was turning states and fucking they Oh, okay. It wasn't DeMayo. I can't think of his name, but Mr. Softy's an interesting story. You gotta stick it I can't remember the fucking guy's name either, but they as they straight up there, did you kill him? He's like, I, I don't Mr. Softy is an awesome story, and I'm I'm gonna get to that here in a little bit. But this first go around with I believe the Genovese family, and you know, like I said, it could be the second go around, but I'm pretty sure the, the, his contact in his way in got whacked. Scusi. He got whacked basically, and that was as happen as will happen in that job hazard. realm. Job hazard. Yeah, you literally just die all the time. And apparently, that you know, it's they, the mob just don't take anybody. You know, that kind of slowed down business. Yeah, they don't just burn cards for nobody. And that was one of the, when he went into kind of the movie industry. From what I understand. Oh, the porn industry. Well, he didn't start with porn. It was just film in general. He started doing like Disney shit and animation. He was working at a film distributor, 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 or, but then he started bootlegging. His original bootlegging was of Disney films. What kind of fucking market on the black market is there for Mickey Mouse? And well, it's always been a thing, but apparently I had a shitload of bootleg DVDs when I was a kid but it wasn't as profitable he eventually he moved into porn because that was where the money was at but oh especially back then he did have a weird fascination from what people said with animation and Disney movies maybe it's that childhood thing could be you know kind of Michael Sack Michael Jackson syndrome you know never got really out of as like I said I sub I, I liked that new Clifford movie more than I thought I would I like Clifford as a kid. I mean, I, I would not be. Yeah, they made a live action of it. I, I saw. I've seen the commercials for it. It's, it's pretty good. It looks. I would probably go see it, not by myself. Or I would, like, it's on Paramount Plus. You can borrow mine. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, but you know, so he started making ends meet by the black market bootlegging. And by this time, he had a family, and he did actually see. I've heard he was married twice. He had with his, I just know by that time he was with his wife, like his actual wife, wife, wife with the and two daughters kids. and a son. Yeah. And I think he had two kids from a previous marriage. 
I I've heard that. Then I've heard somebody say they they've heard it too. They don't know, but I thought I saw something. For all of his enemies, I would hope not, because more wives and children is just more reasons to piss this guy off. Right. So eventually, he gets hooked back into the mob somehow, or he he gets an audition, I guess, with the DeMeo crew, which are the game out uh, of the Gambino family. Yeah, if anybody they, if anybody knows anything about the mafia and the history of the mafia, you fucking know. A, you know who the Genovese family is. You know who the Gambino family right. is, and you probably know who Roy DeMeo is. And DeMeo was a crazy killing motherfucker. Yeah, what was the name of that club <laughs> that they had? That they just take people, they had showers and they just take people and slaughter them. Oh, uh, it was the the Gemini Club. Gemini club the, it was it. above the Gemini Club, right? It's just a murder house. Right. That's what it was. And he got hooked up with him. Now, you've heard the story about him killing the guy walking the dog. Yeah. That was his kind of audition, I think, with the Mayo's crew, mm-hmm. where he just walked up, shot the guy with the dog. Yeah. And just. Well, and then there's the. Who's the. I, I can't remember if he gave a name of the one, but there was also uh, that one guy that owed uh, money. Six, is it $1,600? I don't even remember how what the the how much, but he owed money from gambling. I think it was and fucking and Kuklinski put his name on him and was like, "He's a good guy; he'll pay it." And he was like, "You oh, better pay it." Right. He shot him in the car, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Oh no! Actually, that just turned into a whole different one. I was talking about a different one. Oh. He uh he owed Roy DeMeo money. This guy owed Roy DeMeo money, so he was like, "I need you to go visit this guy." And he's like, "Okay," and the guy was like, "Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Let me just let me talk to Roy." It's fine. It's fine. And he's like, get him on the phone. And so he said he dialed him and he gave him the phone and he right. was like, yeah, da, da. and he was like, see, I told you he's in a different place. He's in a different headspace now here. He wants to talk to you. And he said he picked up the phone and he just said, kill him. And he said, Pow! and just walked out of the fucking pay phone. Right. Yeah. Now there was another one where a guy owed him $1,600. And he went, which is a fuckload of money back, back then. then. I mean, and it's a fuckload of money now. Shit. I don't know if I'm going to kill somebody over it, but like, I might hit you in the fucking face for it. Yeah, uh, but I, I guess he went to the guy that kind of get, gave him the run around. The old why I oughta gave him the run around, gave him a bullshit story, and he and he did not have tolerance for if you aggravated him. It was too late. You were on the you were on you were heading down dead train. Yeah, you were looking at which you, after this we can spiral straight into the the doctor for a second again on this one. Uh so he said, "All right," you know, he knew he was getting lied to. He said, all right. And I guess he was walking around and he walked around the corner and saw the guy sitting in his car. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's right. He went home. I, that's right. He went home. There's and, so many stories. And he got pissed off. He's sitting there thinking about it. He got pissed off. So he left. He said, fuck this. I'm I'm going back out. And he went and found him, saw him in his car. Went, you know, knocked on the window. It was snowing at the time. He said the car was covered in snow, still on the windows. Knocked on the door and the guy said, get on in. And he got in and he said, you know, you kind of gave him the same story, and he just shot him five times in a car with the windows up. Didn't give a shit, and that shit's loud. And was that the one he took? Shot him five times, reached in his pocket, grabbed out a wad of bills, took his sixteen hundred dollars, and put the rest back in his pocket, and left. Well, because he did the same thing to uh, the guy that owed money on to gambler to bookies and shit. Yeah. And fuck, was it that guy? Yeah, because he said, he, "What was it?" He said, uh, 
this dude owed money to bookies and Kuklinski vouched for him. And then he told him like, yo, you better pay that money. And then in order to get him to, to do what the guy thought he wanted him to do, uh-huh. he said he threatened his family. Oh, that was a buddy of his. That was late. Yeah, that, that was, was like later. his friend. That was later on towards the end of the run. That was one of the last. Yeah, and that's when he was like, that's he when he got in the car with him, and he was like, why would you say that? You know that would make me angry. And he said, no, I wouldn't make you angry. You'd be scared that something was going to happen to your family. He said, oh, well, Joe, you're, you're, so, you're so wrong. I think it was George. George. It was George. Georgie boy. Georgie boy. He said, yeah. George, he said George, you, you, you're very wrong. He said, I, he said, I, and I pulled out my gun and I shot him five times. I said, pop, pop, pop. He said, I ain't going to let that pop, happen. Pop. Yeah. He said, I'm going to put an end to it. Yeah. And they, cause he went into very heavy detail on that one. Right. Talking about how he could see his, the guy, the, the clothing that he was wearing, reacting to the bullets entering it right. and how stuff was like, he was sliding down after he had already shot him three times. He and shot him two more times I just to make sure. This is one of the ones that got him really that got, was, that's the got, one that got, got him caught because he he was big because the cops knew that that was the that he was the last person that that dude was with if i'm not mistaken you know after alive the mayo's crew ran it ran its course i think the mayo got whacked the mayo's dead yeah because they asked him if he killed roy right. mayo too he kind of went back out on his own he wouldn't again. speak on that right he wouldn't say if he did or didn't he, he went, just said that what did he say he said it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy and if he was going to have to die today, that day was a good day for him to die. I was like, Jesus Christ. So you probably fucking killed him too. Probably. He, but he went back out on his own and started doing crime, started, you know, doing, making money, big on porn, you know, making, killing on porn and doing worldwide. He was uh, slinging he started, that Polish sausage and he wasn't doing production or he was doing production. Wasn't just bootlegging now. Mm-hmm. Uh, got into the drugs and he had a little crew and yeah. the, somebody was talking to the crew. So he was cleaning house. He was, but he liked to put people in drums. Yeah, metal drums. And this guy, Georgie Boy, was so big. That he couldn't fit him in there. So he hacked off one of his I legs. Think he used a chainsaw, cut his leg up, to hack, and I guess he didn't get it on right and then popped up. You know, well, and then, yeah, and then, and then like, he just left it there like that. I think so he just left it there with the legs right next to it because the guy that saw him saw the drum and then saw a hacked off leg right next to it and was like, yeah, I should probably call someone. Right. Well, he was, like I said, he was big on drums. And you hear the story? There's one story where he, he left it on a street corner at the corner of a like a a bar or something like it that. It was like a, a nightclub or some shit bodega type thing of where you. Yeah, because he said he would. He said he would go in there regularly every day. Yeah, and it was sat there for weeks. And, and he I didn't he say he even asked somebody about it. Like, yeah. What's up with that drum? I he would go there for lunch every day. I guess and I, just watch it. Yeah, and there was some report saying he would actually go get his lunch and sit on the fucking drum. That doesn't surprise me. While he was eating his lunch. And then it was just gone eventually. Just gone. He just said he said it was just gone. I don't know where it went. But, but yeah, all that shit makes me think of when uh when the doctor was on the spot diagnosing him by his request right. in that interview, and he just kind of looked at him afterwards. He was like, "You made me angry there a little bit." And he's like, "I could tell." He's like, "Yeah." He's, he's like, "What made him. you angry?" He's like, "I don't know." Actually, that was before. That was what led to him saying, "You tell me." That was, was it? a little bit before. Because I just, that, that shit was so scary. Like, I was scared for that doctor. He yeah. straight looked at him and said, you made me angry right there. He's like, And then he started talking about it. He was like, do you want to elaborate on that or some shit? And he was like, no. That was right before. He was like, how mad are you? He's like, not bad. That was right before, you know, 
and then there was a little exchange. He said, well, why don't you tell me about me? Kind of thing. You know, that I'm paraphrasing, but that kind of thing. Because that's why that whole exchange, when he started telling, I was like, dude, shut your fucking yeah. mouth. He was like, he said, he said, I don't, he said, I'm not sure what caused it. Right. So you got me a little flustered. I'm kind of flush. And I was like, oh, God, you're going to die. <laughs> I was like, you're so oh, lucky he's in struck. fucking prison they and they got him, him chained to a chair. They didn't have his hands chained. They didn't? No, because you. You, he'd go like this every now and then scratch his face. Now they might have had something. Probably, they probably, yeah, they probably had his waist. at least leg irons on him. Yeah, but still, hands probably free. chained. He's probably chained to the floor too. So that motherfucker's right there. If he wanted to, he could have snatched him up right there. I that that's what made me nervous because it was kind of building. You could tell he was getting flustered. Yeah, and getting annoyed because he even said, "You are really annoying me right now." Yeah. And this, then he started. And he never, and like the only emotion he showed throughout all this is he kind of smiled a couple times. Well, and I like, was like, is he smiling just because he's feeling some type of emotion right how, now? Here's how smart this fucker is. He's <laughs> very, because fairly early on, or maybe halfway through, they're, you know, they're telling, you know, he's telling stories and they're kind of cutting up, laughing. Mm-hmm. And he even says, we're having way too much fun about this right now. Yeah. And the way he says something. These are people going to start thinking I'm a nice guy. And if you, he's looking at him when he said, it, it's almost like, because that's what that doctor's doing. He's trying to get close to him. He's mm-hmm. trying to build a rapport with him. Oh, yeah. And that was his way, I think, of saying, I know what the fuck you're doing, motherfucker. I mean, but realistically, just seeing how this guy operated throughout his whole life, he knew exactly what that therapist was going to try to do before he ever stepped right. foot in the same room as him. Right. This dude is is as odd and... He definitely isn't as dumb as I think he tried to portray himself as being Crazy a couple times. Almost. Like, cause there was, cause he never, I never thought he was acting stupid, but there were definitely times where he like, it's like he, you could tell he purposely kind of dumbed himself down in the way that he responded to something. Right. But he's not dumb. No, by no, strength. by any means. Um, like, he might not be able to get a fucking. He might not be able to pass like the LSATs without studying. Well, he but he only had an eighth grade. He dropped out of eighth grade. Yeah, and he did just. I'd imagine he was making fucking fistfuls of cash. Because when the guy, asked, when the doctor asked him how much he would charge for a contract killing, he said at least five figures high in five, the higher five, end of five, five figures, figures, not the lower end. Right. And I was like, yeah. So if you're talking. What if you go in the middle there, $75,000, you say he's killed 200 people. You say even just 50 of those are contract killings. That's that's what? Well, it's, so two is, now I got to figure it out. Two is 2,500, It's like, like five and a half million dollars or some shit just no, off that. There's two things I want to get to. Like I said, we're kind of jumping around because the I know that math's wrong before anybody tries to roast me. But we're jumping around here. But that's how all of it is. Fuck off! It's like you hear the story. It's like you hear all this shit, and then but there's just not that much to any of them. He would. We mentioned there's just this is what happened. This is what I said. This is what he said, and then I killed him. But this is going to sound weird. He had a, an amazing amount of drive and smarts. And here's why I'm going to say it. And it's so fucked up with me saying this. I know it's going to come out wrong. Stick around. When he was first getting started. Yeah. Especially in the contract business. He was kind of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Wanted to find the. He took a scientific approach to it. 
and this is what makes I think makes him a def I would categorize him categorize him as a serial killer and a contract killer. He it was both. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to do a good job, wanted to kill efficiently. Did not like killing with a gun because it was fucking messy. And he and loud. Said, he even said in that he gets people say he used a chainsaw, but he had, but that's not how he really killed. He might have no, he used it to dismiss. He said he used he had used chainsaws to dismember something. He said it was too messy. Him. I didn't really do that. He, but he would. Oh yeah, because I remember the person asking him. They was like, "Is now is that messy?" He said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, very messy, very messy." Uh, I was like, "I know shit." The chainsaw. <laughs> he would. You know, he was always trying to perfect his craft of murder and being able to do it efficiently. He even tried. He would try out new methods like a crossbow, just to see if it was an effective way. And we talked about cyanide. I want to get into how he got into the cyanide here in a minute. But my point is, he was killing to as an experiment, just not the contracts. And he basically would kill, take homeless people, and kill them in in experiment. Yeah. Because, you know, if you, practice makes perfect. you got to practice. Mm-hmm. Well, because we're talking about a guy that by the time he was really doing work for the mafia and shit, he's got it so down that he's, like you said, the the gay club story. Right. Like, all he did was walk through that, that crowd and bump into the dude, and when he bumped into him, he stabbed him and injected him with cyanide. Right. No. Like, and he was he would even talk about just spraying people with it, because once it soaks into your skin, it eventually works its way into your right. bloodstream, and you fucking die. But... He, I think the number he, he says, I think I heard him say this. He probably killed between 50 and 100 people, uh, homeless people, mm-hmm. just to practice. Yeah. I mean, that in my mind puts him as serial killer, but at least, uh, at least it's for a cause, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like at least it eventually ended in a career. <laughs> I mean, it was practice, just not because he was crazy. He was had a motive his motive i mean man's got a man's got to bring home the bacon one way or the other i, I mean, guess I, it sounds fucking even if horrible. the bacon is the the at least one cop that he also killed yes confirmed i didn't know that, i didn't know the other guy might have been a cop oh this guy he shot. did actually 100 percent kill a cop right it, i think that was the, the one storm. that he blew his head off with a fucking shotgun the literally the snowstorm in the van i think that was it might have been yeah but his story about who was it? Who was it that he shot the first time he shot somebody in the head with a? It was another made man with a cigar. No, that was a different one. Oh, there's two. There's two because the other one he said he just because that one was the one who was on a motorcycle. Yeah, the blue because he heard the guy smoked fat cigars. Right. He rolled up. He said Cuban, and the guy said fuck you, and he said no, not fuck me, fuck yourself, and he just <laughs> blew his fucking head off. Yeah, and he that- said, what do you say? He said it disintegrated like a pumpkin, like a shotgun hitting a pumpkin. Yeah. But the first one he told, I remember him telling about was, um, they were at a, it was at a red light and he just rolled up and like, he's, he's, he said this car pulled up. And as soon as this, him and the car pulled up, he just through the windows. And he said, he was like, he never saw the green light. And he was like, he, and they were like, they were like, is it what you expected? He was like, I expected him to not be alive, but I didn't expect it to take his head off. Right. And I was like, Jesus fucking ball sacks, dude. This guy's over here talking about literally blowing people's heads off regularly. But that is what he was a true. He had no empathy whatsoever. 
which I guess is a great trade if you want to be a contract killer. Right. I mean, fuck, dude. If he would, if if he would, if somehow the CIA would have got their hands on him, he could have been an when asset. he was twenty. He'd be fucking. Maybe he killed JFK. Really? He'd be like, think, think about that. Let's think about that for a He'd minute. be like the Winter Soldier. Yes, but think about that. It is well known. We'll get a little conspiratorial. The mob, the CIA used mob. The mob killed mob, JFK. Mob, the CIA used mob hitman back in the day. Yeah. Kennedy, we, it's no conspiracy. Kennedy was shot. No. I thought he fell on a bullet. <laughs> yeah. The magic bullet. Uh, that stupid fucking theory. There's no... Everybody knows the Kennedys were... Mob-related. They were mob-related. They were mob-connected. I don't want to say related, because related, everybody's going to be like, they didn't have any family. Okay, they didn't. No, because they were Irish. But, but they were they were connected. That's what I was... Same, I was like, just go back to Boston and join your own fucking mob. Jesus, you'd they, be safer. They had some ties. Well, actually, no, you wouldn't, because then you'd have to deal with Whitey Bulger. They had ties with the mob. And then they basically, when they got into power, got into the presidency, and then Bobby, you know, was the attorney general, kind of turned, said, fuck you guys. And let's be honest. Yeah, he, he Bob got like, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Like, the mafia didn't, wasn't the known for the best, doing the best deeds. Right. But the Kennedy, at least certain members of the Kennedy family, kind of did some twisty, two faced shit and, bent them boys over the barrel so the mob after they not that it like again it's not that it's good but the mob did a lot of good stuff for them to get them elected and bobby uh, kennedy butt fucked them when he got his chance i and i know this or at least didn't take a ch- an opportunity to get them not butt fucked i know this for a fact that the mob had played a nice role in helping them get elected yeah know it for a fact just like i'm fully convinced that they had played a very nice role in both of them dying. So the they were on the mob's list. They were on the CIA's list mm-hmm. because of the whole Cuban missile and what was going on with Cuba, the uh, whatever that fucking... And the whole young Catholic thing. Uh, not the Cuban missile crisis, but that one little... Bay of Pigs. Bay of Pigs that they backed out that Kenny said, uh, fuck you. See, and people make fun of me for being a wealth of useless information. Sometimes it comes in handy. So, and with the CIA using the mob, to do wet work at times because they were the mob was good at it. The Iceman was good at it. So maybe what was the Iceman? See, if Kennedy would have died of a heart attack, wasn't shot, I'd say, okay, maybe the Iceman had something yeah. to do with it. Because the way that Kennedy died wasn't his style anyway. Yeah. He, like he, he shot not, a fuckload of people. He did not. He was but more, not like that. He was more up close and personal. He liked to look at them. Yeah. They, he wanted to look into their eyes. Yeah, he said he said when he was talking to the therapist that he would stand there to watch him die, and he'd basically stand there and see the confusion, and then the fear, and then and then he said you after that you're basically just looking at your own reflection in their eyes now, because they're dead. He wasn't completely heartless. He did show emotion at one way of killing. Did you hear that? You you saw this. He would take people to a cavern. Oh, tie, yeah. Tie them up and just leave them and set up a camera and let the rats come. Yeah. And film them being eaten alive by rats. He, that is the first time and only time I heard him say, and he said in that interview with that doctor, 
that made him uncomfortable. Yeah. So he wasn't completely heartless. Well, because, I mean, you know, he's also doing stuff like, what was it, the w- one hit he had, they, it was requested that he cut out their tongue and shove it up their ass, Yeah, that was- which is a pretty common thing, actually. Like that's a that, that's a not an uncommon thing to happen to people who fucking tell on people that they shouldn't tell on. Right. Again, I'm not condoning organized crime, but if you're gonna find yourself in that lifestyle, there are definitely people that you are even if you're going down for life, you are better off just not saying some motherfucker's name. And that's what happens when you do. But the other one was uh the one about the guy that was that that was praying. Did you hear about that one? Oh, he showed a little bit in that. He was talking about he went to he was gonna he had to kill this guy and it was just them. And he had him, like he wasn't he wasn't didn't have to worry about people really so much. And he said he was begging for begging him not to kill him. And he was like, Oh God, he what did he say? He was like, Oh God, and left and right, or some shit like that. And he was like, he was like, All right, I'll give you 30 minutes to pray to God. And if in that 30 minutes, God can make this situation change, then you, he was like, go ahead. You have that time. He said at the the end of the 30 minutes, he said, God didn't change anything. And he killed him. And after he told that story, he sat there. He was just like, I shouldn't have done that one. I shouldn't have done it like that. That was a bit much. And I was like, I was like, that's it. That's all you got to say. I should, I shouldn't have done that one. Yeah, you shouldn't have. And then he said, I shouldn't have done it like that. Okay. So. Either way, he was gonna die. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, so does it really matter how you did that one? Like, yeah, good point. Now, okay, let's get into the. We've kind of like, this is the gist. Excuse me, gist of the Iceman. He killed everybody all the time, and he didn't care. Now, he was a psychopath. Yes. Anti. Anti-social disorder. All the characters. He had multiple. He had a slew of personality disorders. And I actually watching that documentary with the doctor. Yeah, when he told him that he has uh, paranoid behavior, yeah. paranoid. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, some big long medical term. Be- paranoid personality disorder. Right. Because he doesn't. He just doesn't trust fucking anybody ever. I got nervous watching that. I. It struck me because you mm-hmm. you know what? I'm antisocial. I don't like people. I'm par- I don't trust very many people. <laughs> I had a shitty childhood. I missed my fucking calling. I could have been a contract killer. I don't think you could. The only thing, only difference between me and him is I have empathy, and I that he has empathy for four people in the world. Mm. The doctor put it as fear. He has no fear about the consequences. Oh, yeah. To where I kind of do. But I don't like, and he is big. People, the, we talked earlier about the loud and boisterous people. I don't like loud and boisterous. You see me at the fucking bar. Yeah. If somebody's fucking loud and boisterous, I get aggravated. Yeah. Especially like when they're being assholes. When they're being, it's one thing to be loud and boisterous and be like, that guy that's just like everybody around me have fun like that's a little different but when they're just fucking screaming at football games and i was this close to being a serial killer or a contract killer 
I just have a little bit more empathy. I don't want to hurt. I just I might not hurt you, but I don't trust you. I mean, like he he never gave a fuck. He didn't even give a fuck after he got caught. Right. Like they picked him up, like because he, he they said he just wouldn't get oh, out of the car. Hold on, when they let's, arrested him, let's talk about how he got arrested. Uh, he killed Georgie Boyd. He was already, that's what got him. He was already on the radar. That kind of gave him. Yeah, they he was fucked already, but like that one, he broke it off. They with that, uh, sh- that killing. They got uh undercover agent to yeah. Co- I, can't, I can't remember his name. Oh no, I Dominic. We got to get to this. We got to. I forgot. We got to get to this, Mister Softy. Oh yeah, this is your thing. I love. Mr. I know this. I know what you're talking about. Now, Mister, I wasn't as enamored with this story as you are. Apparently, Mister Softy was a man who drove an ice cream truck, but also was also a contract killer. Yeah. Now I heard a story of how they met. They were in a bathroom, taking a leak together, and they kind of looked at each other, looked at each other, and they said you could tell another contract killer by the way they moved, by the way they dressed. And the questions they started asking, talking to each other, asking questions. You know, it came out basically. You he said, "Yeah, yeah." You you here at work? Basically, are you here at work? Are you here to kill me? No. Are you here to kill me? No. Okay, we're not here to kill each other. Okay, they became friends. And Mister Frosty, I think his name was Richard Prong or Prong, something like that. I don't know, Mister Frosty became like a mentor to him, and he was the one who taught him the cyanide shit okay now which is like one small detail about the whole cyanide thing to note is that's very specific because people have used strychnine they've used uh, anthrax all this shit cyanide is like once it's in your bloodstream or once it's ingested you're fucked and actually you mentioned earlier about the spraying mr softy is one who basically He's very well read. He was always he was kind of like him. Maybe not didn't do the experiment, the live action experiment. Well, he clearly did some sometime in his life, even but if it was. At war. He would he practiced this stuff to, and he gave him the cyanide, soaking into the skin, thing way of killing, which is yeah. a brilliant way of killing. Yeah, like I, I'm again, and he also, for the thousandth time we're not condoning this behavior, but I mean. He, it's like a fucking movie, dude. It's James Bond. Some of this shit is James Bond shit. And Mr. Soft by a six five Polish kid guy. Mr. Softy also is responsible for him getting his nickname because he is the one who taught him what I'm about to tell everybody that got him the Iceman. Oh yeah, he would actually he taught him to actually put after he killed somebody, put the bodies in a freezer because mm-hmm. it frees the bodies and save it for a later day for extended periods of time. time. That would fuck up the time of that when he was actually because it would keep them it would keep them so like once it was the body is actually frozen which does take a while they'd be like and then you freeze it because one that you're probably is probably the one you're going to talk about he left in there for two years yeah in the freezer and then he just gets fucked because the body would have looked like it was killed and dumped two days before but it hadn't thawed out when they fucking found it he didn't thaw it out far enough when the coroner got in there doing an autopsy there was some ice in yeah that. so it would have if he would have done it just right if he would have fucked that one up it would have looked like the body was dead for two days even though it had been and dead, dead for two, two years. years right and that is how he got the name Iceman. and mr softy is the one who 
basically taught him that or they came up with together how suck it chuck liddell i love chuck liddell but you're not as badass as this dude i'm sorry no nobody's as bad maybe as hand to hand but even then i feel I, I kept wondering that i was like i wonder if because like, he's a he was a big ass dude i was like i wonder if he like could fight like actually fight yeah because you know, he was just about, so big and so angry that you and i have talked about this the key to fighting Yes, you have to have skill. You have to be. It's great if you have a better. Yeah, I guess you're gonna win every fight if you shoot them in the face before they well, have a chance. If you have a better technique or or ape or more trained, but a lot of fighting is who gets off first. Mm. And most people have that little hesitation to not get off first. He did not have that. Right. Like he didn't have a hesitation to shoot you. He sure as fuck doesn't have one to punch you. He's not gonna sit there and talk to you if you you're in a verbal dispute. He's not That's what was so scary about the therapist interview because I was like, there was a couple times, like you said, I was like, dude, like, it, and it was crazy because it's like, I don't think you know what you're doing, but like, it's a therapist. Like, I know you know what you're doing and I know you know what could happen and you're still doing it. Now, Mr. I was like, two things are going to happen. Either he's going to try to kill you or he's going to walk out of this and he might actually look you in the eye and shake your hands because he'll probably have a fuckload more respect for you for having the balls to do what you did in that room. Now, getting back to Mr. Frosty real quick. Mr. Frosty got killed. Yeah. And it is reported that the Iceman, Big Rich, killed him. Mm-hmm. And I also I heard that the reason he killed him was because Mr. Frosty, or Mr. Softy, I'm sorry, Mr. Softy wanted Richard to kill his wife and kids for him. Mm-hmm. And that broke his rule. Yeah. And he actually was that was like his, he stayed he stayed true to that one that was like his best best friend mentor type situation and he said no i will no it's over now you have to die which is because if he wouldn't have done it then he was gonna have somebody else do it and we'll kind of get into how he got caught uh we talked about the body in the barrel got, that that got him on the radar people the New Jersey Organized Crime Division and the ATF were looking into him. They set up a sting operation. I had an agent pose as a hitman, which does not make sense to me. Because, listen to this. he It wasn't even like, I, I mean, it must have been good acting, but to me it sounded like acting. But he, you heard the phone call, the recorded conversations. Yeah, but the story, He's like, but fucking how the fuck do you? And I'm like, all right, chill the fuck out. But he, any character from any fucking... 80s mobster movie he but it doesn't make sense if he the guy was pretending to be a hitman a made a made man no a, he was a hitman his brother was a good fella right out of uh the out of traverse downtown yeah downtown new york and because all because mind you all this is just to give a little geography this is like kaklinski and all this shit is is a jersey, jersey. thing yeah, I'm sure. Obviously, well, I guarantee it spilled over into New yeah, York. This but also, this he was from Jersey, also. so I would imagine a lot of this shit was going on around Jersey, surely in the tri-state area, right? But. And the Gambino family's out of New York, New York. So, I wonder he, if he ever went went over to Philly, because they started moving over into Philly then too, uh, and then like Cleveland, I'll Detroit. Tell you a story I might tell you off air. Okay, I I, I think I know what you're going to tell. I, me. I think know, you've told I, me before. I've had some contact. I know some people. I think you've told me before. Uh, but uh, I know people. Well, because everybody wants to be the mob's dead now. No, it's not no, the mob's fucking idiots. They're just there's no white. They're just crime. making legal money now. They're doing white collar crime. But 
now they are now they're making mostly legal money because they fight they're like all right well they're gonna arrest us for killing people so let's not kill people anymore okay this uh agent was posing as a hitman wanted ice man to do a hit for him which does not make sense that would be red flag number one for me he said yeah i want to what did he say he was like i want to talk to you about a job and he was like he was like oh, he's a he's a i'll talk to anybody if the money's right and you know and he, i guess he said well how the fuck do you set it up he said he said don't you use a piece of iron which if you don't watch documentaries or don't pay attention to stuff he was saying that's a gun, gun he's yeah. asking if he uses a gun he's like why make it messy and loud my friend right. he kept calling him my friend yeah so because pre- every time i'd hear that i was like so he's been about this like oddly carefully draw people in from the jump because I guarantee that's all he was doing right there is like, let me make this guy trust me. Cause if this guy likes me and trust me, right. if he's ever going to fuck me, I can fuck him way faster. Cause he trusts me and thinks I'm stupid. Now. And this was at the height of his paranormal paranormal paranoia. I could speak. Jesus. That's why I need to drink more. Quick question. What? There you go. Mafia versus cartel. Who wins? Cartel wins in the streets. Mafia wins in the long run. Uh, yeah. Ye- Yes, because the mafia buys everybody around them. Cartel has numbers to where and they have money, but ma- mafia is, I don't I don't want to say smarter, but they're more conniving. They're not as brute. They're brutal, but I think in a different way. I think they're more. They'll outthink them. Mm-hmm. They'll outlast them. They'll they'll play. They'll lay back and let cart- the cartel. I mean, if it's sure strip fight fight you know head on fight cartels head, head on, it's going to be a bloodbath because they just have the fucking numbers and yeah the cartel is going to win at that point but then the mafia is just going to fucking hunker down and be like okay they're gonna and they're, they're, gonna they're just gonna sit back, back and watch all these fucking cartel bosses get arrested on cnn and be like there's gonna, one more they're gonna out strategize them and then I two years say. later guess who's walking down the fucking beach in miami right but uh where was i oh Apparently, this agent gave him cyanide to do the deed. They, and apparently, it wasn't cyanide because I'm sure they can't do that. But I guess when he was, he got the cyanide, he was walking, and apparently, obviously, he had some thoughts. He thought maybe something wasn't right, so he gave the a little bit of the cyanide to a dog to see what how long it would take to kill it. Nothing happened to the dog. That's yeah. when he knew. It was a setup. He thought it was a setup. Oh, because yeah, they said because they everybody said that there's they everybody's pretty much convinced that he was also going to kill him right he, before he that, that if he his, hadn't got arrested when he did. That was his mo. Even if he it was cyanide and he was going to do the deed, he was in his he parano- might kill that person. He was in the paranormal 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 paranoia state to where he's going to tie up a loose end. He was going yeah. to do the job. Well, that's paid, that's kind of what got him caught anyway, because right. everybody started rolling over around the time right. that he got caught, and he was trying to take out anybody that could connect, that could take him down. He was tying up a lot of loose ends. Because at the end of the day, his, he did that because, I, which was still shocking to me, the level to which this man was still dedicated to his family. That's why he did. That's why he started doing all that shit at the end, just killing people so that they couldn't. Nothing would happen to him and his family. Right. And we'll, I want to get into that a little bit here. But basically, they arrested him. He wouldn't get out of his car. And a big guy it took five of them to get him out. And 
handcuff him. Could barely the cop, the cop that or the detective that hand or that arrested him said that he had to work as hard as he could to get one click out of the handcuffs around his wrist and just could not put leg irons on him. Yeah, so he was too big. And they had it all on tape, even though he didn't. Go I love, to, did you see when he, when they got him to the precinct and they're taking him inside? And they got him out. He's still wearing his fucking 80s shades and shit. And he's just got kind of a shitty smile on his face. He's like, this is unnecessary. It's uncalled for. These guys, they watch too many movies. And they just started pushing him inside away from the cameras. He literally, like the doctor said, had no fear. He was not afraid of going to jail. No. He wasn't afraid of jail. He wasn't afraid of death. He wasn't. The only thing he was afraid of was something happening to his family and the only was thing, his family getting hurt in any way the only he said the only thing he regrets is the toll that this took on his family yeah because that's when he started life. crying in the interview yeah which and when i, I say crying loosely i he never saw a tear actually leave his eye he got a little misty yes but it looked like he was in physical pain when that was happening he regrets the fact that he, and he says in the with the doctor he lost everything yeah at the end of everything it, that he actually cared about he lost yeah the only thing left but that shit blew death. me away like he looked like he was actually yeah. hurt because his body was pr- producing tears and to show his mindset he's, he, he even said that he said you saw the ice man cry and did this weird his weird mouth thing again i was like oh just leave just yeah. call it just yeah. call it a day leave but <laughs> even during the trial you know he'd walk in and the undercover agent that basically <laughs> got him busted when they there. walked into court, he's, he's shooting the shit with him. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. You know, not, they, you, they, there's a video of it on. Yeah. Just, there's yeah. an actual video of him walking into the courtroom all shackled up, and he just turns and smiles at the guy that got him arrested. You know, and according to the guy that got him arrested, he was off camera, and he was like, "They were like, how did you respond to that?" He was like, "I returned it, but the only difference between me and him is I'm going home, and he's going to in a different environment at this time." Because <laughs> he said that, and I was like, "That was." That was like the shittiest, like street cop, street smart cop reiteration of a prepared statement for the media I've ever heard. Right. I'm going home and he's going to a different environment at this time. So uh, that's how he got arrested. That's the story. Now, here's where I am. I have a strange, this is going to sound so fucking strange. Contract killers. At least. At least they kill for a purpose. I mean, they're mercenaries. Minus war. They're the mercenaries of the underworld. It's like Dexter. Serial killer, but he only kills bad people. And let's be honest. And we all, everybody's heard my opinions on that, too. Like, most Dexter's a fucking psychopath, too. But at least they have rules to where people like Bundy and Dahmer the crazy serial killers they just choose at See, random the, the or... difference between the difference between uh dexter and a guy like kaklinski which yes i know dexter is a fucking fictional. fake a fictional character but if dexter was real dexter is more of a problem to the world potentially as long as he's free because he thinks that because he only does this to those people, he it. is better than them somehow. Now, I, I, I can't disagree with that. You're right. Whereas Richard Kuklinski's like, no, I'm a fucking bad guy. You're a fucking bad guy. Let's go do bad guy shit and see who lives. And let's be honest. Most mob hits, and this is the one thing about the mob. 
the they're not just out there whacking people. Like, innocent people. They because that's how you get heat. Like if you're killing, if wise guys are killing wise guys, yes, it's going to be in the newspaper. But there's not going to be a lot of shit. They're going to be like, oh, who did it? Nobody, 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 nobody from both sides. And the cops are just kind of going to let it go. But you go and fucking shoot up a house with three kids and and a wife and like a grandma in it. The cops are going to be riding your fucking dick because now you're causing problems for yourselves and for the cops. You kill each other all you fucking want. That's usually how it was back in the day. The same and the same reason the old timers did not want to get into the drug trade. Yeah, because it would cause too much fucking heat. Yeah, because that's pretty much how it was. Like anybody that doesn't already know this, that's pretty much how it was in in New Jersey and New York and even Cleveland with like some, kind of the mafia, but the fucking Irish mob. And Chicago with the Polish and the and the mafia, there was a long period of time where it was like, dude, as long as you guys are only doing it to yourselves, as long as you don't throw it around too much, no, we'll just kind of mind our own business. No, we're we'll the take our two hundred dollars in our fucking hand and we'll call it a day. Now, where the mob would get a little is like racketeering, you know, that's what fucked them. Um, and even like protection money. Yeah, forcing people to pay protect, and if you didn't pay, they roughed you up. They didn't kill you because they were smart. If they killed you, oh. they weren't getting paid. Yeah, they wanted the fucking the monthly money. Yeah, so they'd rough you up. Yeah, they were dicks, and they were that's not good. I mean, that's just that, that's but the way it goes when you get those organized people, crime families. They just weren't killing people other than the people who in the mob or other mobs that were crossing them. Kind yeah, it kind of had to go, and this is what. All of his, I would say most of his mob contracts, listen, if you're, you have a a contract put on you by a mob, you know that you get into that world, you know there's a chance. Yeah, a better chance than not. Right. Odds are it's not going to end well. You could cross. Very few, very few mafia related people die of old age, the ripe old age of 84. I mean, or if you get involved in the mob in some way. If they way, do, they're in prison. Just like if you take money from a loan shark, you know you don't pay that back shit. Some bad shit's gonna happen. Yeah. And there's, a, there's an old saying. You lay with pigs long enough, eventually you're gonna start smiling like shit. Mm-hmm. You get in bed with the mob, whether it be as a Italian, Amer- Italian becoming made or doing business with the mob, Odds are shit can go sideways real fucking Well, the shitty thing, too, is, like, I hate the people that are always, like, those social justice warriors that, like, mm-hmm. when you talk about shit like this, they want to say something about, what well, Italian-Americans have a very rich history. Yeah, they do. All of us do. Every race and creed and religion and shit is like this. Yeah, like yeah. we're not singling out Italian people. That's just what we're talking about right now. He was Polish. There's a Polish mob. There's an Irish mob. There's a Russian mob. Because we could a... do a whole episode on Whitey Bulger from with the on the Irish mafia yeah, from yeah. Boston. Yeah, there's Irish. There's Chinese. yeah, in the same cities. Like you go to fucking you go to Manhattan back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, shit like that, and like you go to Chinatown, you got ghost shadows running around and fucking. Uh, uh, something dragons and shit like they were doing the same shit up until like the two thousands. Oh, yeah, it's still called. They were running extortion rackets on everybody in fucking Chinatown. That was their area, though. Like they just stuck to their area because the fucking Italians didn't even fuck with them. And really, turf wars is what the big wars were over. And that's why you never hear about the Chinese because they stuck to their. And and to an extent, the Polish. 
because it was always the, the Irish and the Italians are always the ones that got all the attention because they were they had the manifest destiny thought process. Now, let's get to Tyler's thing real quick about Hoffa. <sighs> I found it because he told two stories about this kind of same heard, story, but slightly different. I only versions. heard one story. Basically, he took credit for killing Hoffa. Oh, see, I, that's not what I heard. I heard he I, he was I heard he was there. He said I was there. But how he does, he plays it all. Well, he told two similar but slightly different. Well, the story I heard. The one that I remember is he said he didn't do it. But it was, I didn't do it. But this is what I heard. Well, I. Which probably means he did it, really. I heard, one story I heard that he basically killed him, put him in a barrel, lit him on fire for half an hour. Welded it up, buried it. Under the New York Giants Stadium. No, no, he did not do that. Uh got got a little spooked, dug it up, put it in a junkyard and a in a car in a junkyard, had it crushed. A Toyota specifically. And it had it crushed and then had it crushed with other cars and then had that block of metal sent overseas. To Jap- Japan. Yeah. That's pretty much the story that yeah. Now it was one of those I w- I don't know. It's like kind of like how he did, did things. I know I know, but I'm going to give you a lot of details to make you. Well, I mean, it's just like, like, but I don't think he did. I don't think he killed. Well, it's just like Michael Francis gave a totally different account to where he's wet. And I think that's kind of how they're, I think that's how all of them will always handle it. I think anybody that's ever been mob related in that time period, if you ask them about Hoffa, they will have one of a handful. I, I, they probably over the years have been like, all right, well, we'll just tell them this, 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 or this, but we don't want to actually tell them because Jimmy Hoffa dying did not for that long long of a period of time because Rudy Giuliani came along not horribly long after Jimmy Hoffa died. If you think about like the yeah. 220 years that the mob was kind of a thing, like, but Jimmy Hoffa disappearing did a lot for a lot of mafia guys. It really, really put a lot of money in their pockets when he died. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anybody mafia related will ever. I don't. I, we'll never know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. We know all we need to know. He's dead, and they'll never find the body. Literally, the the only time we'll know is when the last person that knows dies, and he just is like, "Fuck it." I'm, that's like the only way that I could see it ever happening. And even then, I'd say that's a fucking long shot. And if I had to guess, either they some like they killed him, put him in a barrel, he's at the bottom of the ocean. I, I mean, shit. Another like by the end, by the time by the time this generation is making the next generation chances are nobody's going to actually fucking know anymore right because everybody's gonna be dead it's gonna be hearsay you know it's been fucking what six almost 60 years since he's been killed anyway well, 40 is 50 it's 2021 now let me google that i think it was uh in the 80s was it uh, i think so me... i don't know the fact that it's 2021 always throws off my fucking there's a late 70s edition 80s. It might have been the early 80s. But either way, anybody that was actually directly involved. No, I don't want to contribute to you. Oh, Wikipedia. Oh, he disappeared. Uh, he disappeared 75. So what, 56 years ago? Uh, fuck you. 46? Yeah. Yeah, 46. Okay. I was born in 72. Still, I'm still. 56. So that's 46 years ago. Anybody that was old but enough to be involved with the mob at that point in time? I got confused. He wasn't declared dead until 82. He was missing since 75. 
He's missing since 75. He's probably dead in 74. He just didn't fucking know he was gone. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't think no, that's, that's one of those mysteries. I'll shit my, we'll find out who DB Cooper is before we find out where Jimmy Hoffa ended up. That's true. I, I, I think Klukinski is a fascinating, I think he's the perfect, the perfect storm of serial killer. And oh, dude, murder. if he was if 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 this all happened four, five, six hundred years earlier, he would have been a fucking king somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I just and I don't Lamont asked, you know, what's scary? Excuse me. Scary serial killer or contract killer? It depends. It I depends think, on the situation. I'm sorry. Serial killer on in day to day life. Contract killer. I would rather sit like. If I was sitting like this, I would rather be a serial killer. If I was sitting like this, I would, I would rather not. It, I would rather it not be a contract killer because this would be that's his. This is his world. Where a serial killer is going to be like, as soon as you get in your car, I want to pop out. Go. What's your favorite scary movie? And so there's a new scream coming. Uh, this see, this is a hard one. I want to say the Iceman scares the fuck out of me just for his mere the way he talks about it. The no emotion whatsoever to where even Dahmer and they even talk about that with the doctor you know even Dahmer expressed them it was he was visibly he was shaken got sick by cutting up these bodies yeah and oh yeah Klinsky didn't did not the closest thing I heard of from that was uh him talking about like using a certain $25 expensive Cologne, cologne, because right. it just worked to cover up the smell well, of death in a room. Right, and then there was also. Did you see the one? Fuck, who was it? But which one was it? He killed somebody, and this body laid under a fucking oh, bed in a hotel no. for like five days or something like that, or I ten days. And they said like twenty people had been in and out of that room before they found it. I heard two stories on this. Either it was under the bed, but then another report said it was between the. Mattress in the box for me. How is that? How even the fu- fuck is like, that possible? I've been in some shitty mattress, or city hotels in my day. I would notice there, that there would be a fucking mountain in the middle. Yeah, I would notice that. But I did hear that story for four for five days. Yeah, he, they said day. like something like twenty people went in yeah. and out of that room over the course of those days, and it took that long to fucking. How do you know? How shitty is your fucking motel that there's a rotting body under the bed for I, almost a week? You want? To, Knock boots bad enough, you you put up with that. Smell. Jesus, we'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> All right, uh, but getting back, you know, contract killer. I don't want to be scared of because unless I know I'm involved in some shady shit, then I you know I'd be more scared. But even though just the mere, at least I know uh, serial killers. I'm not that afraid of because odds are they're fucking pussies, and they're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, they're gonna. They're not all upstairs, and they're going to make. Yeah, and there's been very there's there hasn't been very many serial killers that like directly attack grown men. First off, and like when they you can see it coming, and they blunder shit. Yeah, to where like Klukinski or a contract killer. Like, see, he's he's a little different. He's just a straight killer. He borders a line of serial. I'd call it right a killer. I'm sure there's a contract killers out there that don't go to the extremes that he went to because the difference is also the difference between it him and a serial killer is like serial killers get some type of gratification or perverse pleasure or something from murdering somebody he doesn't fucking care he it doesn't affect him 
it, it turned out to be a way from the way he talks his fucking blood pressure doesn't even go right. up when he kills somebody it's just like it, it's just like oh it's i dropped business. my fucking cigarette let me pick it up and smoke it's a business transaction yeah and so, not even the not even the ones that are business transactions just like killing and hurting people just doesn't fucking do anything but him. i will say this about s- contract killers at least they have some <laughs> morals they have some standard they have a rule yeah they have some well rules. they say they say there's no honor amongst thieves there really is like when you get to when you get to a certain point of because this is gonna sound fucking weird to some people too especially like hardcore nra fucking fake news people which believe and follow whatever you want i really don't care just don't argue about it i'm sick of hearing it but there is in a way levels to the world of crime yeah like you've got your your fucking kids that are running up and grabbing old ladies bags and purses and stealing amazon packages all the way up to really guys like this but once you reach a certain level there is i mean even the mexican mafia that's a prison gang yeah and I know for a fact I've read a story directly from somebody that was a shot caller, and that's a great book. You can borrow it if you want, if you like stuff like that. It's fucking fantastic. He talks about, like, they sent these two guys to take this dude out, and the, I don't even think the dude was there or they got him on their way out. They killed the whole fucking family, including, like, a six-month-old baby. Those dudes did not make it long. They were like, no, that goes against even our code of ethics. Right. Somebody now, somebody else go and handle these fucking assholes. Like there are certain things that are off limits. They're like certain ones, a certain echelon of criminal will not do certain things. They won't kill women. They won't kill children. They won't kill the elderly unless they're, I think from everything I've heard, children are always off the table, right. but they will cross the line of women and elderly. If they're like, no, She's fucking tattling, right? Like, because then you got it. Now there is no doubt the Iceman was a psychopath. Yeah, he was a killer, a bad guy. He had a plethora but, of mental disorders, but he was a devoted father to yeah. the, to his kids. To the point, and a, and a great now, husband was, was not. I was, well, I mean, I. Was not for a, a, for there was a, some domestic abuse going on there. Okay, but, for a guy that killed two hundred people, he was pretty all right as she a got spouse. Off light. Yeah, she lived. She got off light, but it sounded. And like, I don't remember her. Like she, I, I saw. I, I remember she talked on one of them, and it, she didn't seem like horrifically like scarred or pissed off about their interactions. And let's like yes, honest. he was not ideal, and he did do some bad shit with his to his wife. Yeah, but she didn't speak about him like he was just a complete monster, which right. is what you would expect. But and she's not unscathed. She does not go unscathed in this story. No, he died like we said in two thousand six. Of uh, he got sick with Kawasaki. Oh yeah, I was looking that up. Now he had a. He told the doctors when he went into the hospital. He wanted to be. If he goes, he wants to be resuscitated. Really? Yes. Apparently, he had a do not resuscitate his from his marriage, and I guess when he was getting bad there that week of, he they realized he had a do not resuscitate, and they called the uh, 
ex-wife, I'm assuming ex-wife at this point, to say, hey, this is what he requests. We need you to change this. And she said no. And she told them not to resuscitate him. I'm listening. When he goes. And that is what happened. She let him die. Now, I don't blame her. I mean, I guess, but you don't come out completely squeaky clean. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, I, but I do find it odd that I don't find that he was he his only happiness it seemed to be was those three kids. That, Interesting. That is what made him happy. So, yeah. So he wasn't. He was a really good dad, if nothing else. Was not a 100 percent monster because he did. Like I said, he told a story about how he murdered somebody and then he went home and put toys together for Christmas for his kids. Right. I and mean, watch the news about the guy that he murdered. And I think that is the the big difference between contract killer and serial killer. Mm-hmm. You, they can lead that double life. I don't think a serial killer can, even though I can't say that either. You know, BTK had a normal life. He was a fucking weird one. That stupid idiot. But that's okay. He got caught. He sent a fucking floppy disk to the cops. Well, he's an idiot. And I think he might have actually said, like, you can't trail, you guys can't trace this, can you? And they're like, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The only smart serial killer ever was probably the Zodiac killer. Zodiac killer. They st- yeah, because he was dead before they fucking identified well, him. Well, they just now cracked yeah. the cipher, didn't they? What, yeah. 50, 60, 50 years Yeah, later? he's already dead. Yeah, he's been dead for years. Yeah. Okay, so. What is uh, Kawasaki? Kawasaki disease, Carbon also monoxide? called. I'm going to try this. Carbon dioxide. Mucocutaneous lymph node syndrome. A condition that causes inflammation in the walls of some blood vessels in the body. It's most common in infants and young children. It is very rare. There's less than 20,000 U.S. per cases per year. It does need emergency care. And... It says early staging stages include a rash and fever. Symptoms include high fever and peeling skin. In late stages, there may be inflammation of medium-sized blood vessels. It also affects lymph nodes, skin, and mucous membranes. But where was the next part I saw? This is where it becomes in hand and where it gets bad is uh, it causes blood vessels, blood vessels to become inflamed and swollen, which can lead to complications in the blood vessels that supply blood to the heart. So without treatment, one in four children with Kawasaki disease get heart complications. So you take a 70-year-old man, hit him with something he probably shouldn't have because he's 70 years old. He probably got a bad heart anyway because he's 70. Right. He didn't look to be in the best shape. He looked like he enjoyed his pierogies and sausages. Yeah, well, it's 300 pounds. And he's Polish. And Polish. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up... uh... That, that was yet another just like one big opinion piece with a handful of facts sprinkled. But in there. like we said, we could not you could not piece this together. There's so many different stories. It's such a crazy it's like and, and I'll be honest, like, it's sure. one of the few people that like probably actually killed a couple hundred people in modern time that we know of. Maybe, but then again, could he be acting? Could he Yes, be, like that that was my, the whole time I was like, dude, this could all just be bullshit because He's literally talking about killing 200 people, and they, they only have enough evidence in any form to get him on five. Like some of the stories of him killing the 50 homeless people to perfect his craft, or the one there's story. No, there's no heard, paperwork or evidence behind that. Or you hear the story about him killing those three guys in Georgia. For yeah, with the 357, just 
just you, fucking with him on the road at road yeah. rage. And he just blasted him, reloaded, and blasted again. Could he just read? I, I think they showed articles from that in the documentary. I, I just I remember him saying he he, he was he like he said he said their eyesight must not have been very good because most people wouldn't walk up to a man with the three fifty seven magnum on his side, but they did. I mean, he it could be he just killed maybe twenty thirty people, twenty people. He could have killed the five that he went down for. Like we don't know. Or he could have killed. 2000 i don't fucking know right he, he could be embellishing he could story. have like elizabeth bathory numbers for all we know we don't fucking know he could be Vlad the, the impaler took the she blood bath yeah. yeah all right i think that's i think we cover i think but it was a you can't get too in depth with fact 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 because it's not that much it, there's it's muddled and well because like they from what i understand they didn't even need that much court shit in court because Shortly after the court case started, he like they have him on video saying, "I shot so and so on this date, this many times. I shot so and so. Who it is on this date, this many times. Look who showed up to the party. It was a little late now, Gonzo. But yeah, like we he, missed you. Yeah, like they they go they in the documentary they go from him being arrested to him walking in there to him smiling at the undercover." And then immediately to him admitting to killing two people. Yeah. So, so like there really wasn't that much of a court case not for this. Like he was just like, fuck it. Lock me up. Stop making my, in my mind, I think the only it was a nice down. part about that. I think, I think that he, I think part of the reason he did it the way he did is because he didn't want his kids to be dragged into court to watch that. All right. It was a lay down for the prosecution. Yeah. This is the easiest case that prosecutors probably ever I had mean, against anybody mafia related. I, I I would say this. Prosecutors aren't very smart. I mean, if OJ can get off, anybody can get off. Obviously, the New York prosecutors are a little bit better than the West Coast. But it was it was pretty open and shut. All right. I He's a better late than never. Hey, that's what, that's I, what I said on the Instagram post. I still can't believe we actually got to like double digit likes before I we started this show. I only posted that bitch like an hour before I got here. I, I threw it together while I was in bed listening to a documentary because I was like, fuck it. I don't have time to write out right. sufficient notes, so I might as well just sit here and just. Well, I think this, you know, this is kind of our, this is a good episode for us because when we just have. Fact, one fact, and fact. i had watched these documentaries back 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 it's kind the of, first time i watched one of these i think my dad was still alive so that was 10 years ago so what we learned we learned phil should have been a serial killer um we learned travis likes butt stuff i'm going to become the lord of demonology yes all right i think that's gonna wrap it up i appreciate everybody that showed up to the live stream and everybody that has listened to us on their favorite podcast app be sure to like subscribe rate review all that happy shit if you're watching and you're not subscribed to the pod or the youtube stream what the fuck are you waiting on Hit you the subscribe sacks button. of fucking donkey cocks uh thanks to uh tyler lamont and everybody jenny and everybody else who showed up and gonzo there at the end we we greatly appreciate your support uh Saw, dude. all the patreon supporters like rob who is going to give us a yeah, this is usually, we, we have a little more organization to our fucking social media shit, but we don't have the goddamn screen prompts. Right. Because OBS is a dirty fucking slut. Which, it was working literally 10 minutes before you got here. I sent you a text. It's working. We're going to try it. I should have just. I walked in and he's just. Motherfucker. Uh, but thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon, like Rob, who will be uh, 
getting giving us a topic idea to cover on an episode. That's what I hear through the grapevine. I we appreciate everybody that supports us and gets all that bonus material. Uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash GITM podcast to get that. Follow us in all the socials there in the description. I will not. Oh, uh, you just have to put our name in the search box. We pop up. Yeah, I, but it, if you look down in the description of this or of this live stream or the video or the podcast episode, all the socials are in there. We, uh, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us and we will see you next Tuesday. Maybe how are we looking for Mondays or Sundays? I'm still waiting to see okay. the schedule. Definitely is next Tuesday. We'll see you next Tuesday. Take care, everybody. Sit Free on. Richard Kuklinski, even though he died 15 years ago. All right, we're out. Take care, folks.